Larry, I think we got you back, mate. If you got me this time, welcome back to the program. <laughs> Good day, Maddie. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thanks for getting me on. <laughs> Our pleasure, mate. Always great to talk to you. There's a there's a bit to unpack when we think about the Australian Summer of Golf and the PGA Championship at uh, Royal Queensland. And first of all, the fact that we're talking about it, Larry, I think is good. I mean, it, it's been a bit of a, a a shot in the arm over the last couple of years, and the live thing hasn't hasn't harmed us down here. Cameron Smith, of course, certainly hasn't harmed the cause down here as well. Do you get that feel in golf circles that it's it's back on an upward trajectory in the summer of golf in Australia? Yeah, I, I do. I totally agree, Maddie. It's it's a it's a. I mean, and it didn't hurt that Rory McIlroy came out last week. Um, when asked why he was resigning from the Players' Council, the PGA Tour Players' um, Representative Committee, um, he was asked, you know, what, what do you see as a, as a future of the game? Where, where do you see it going? What would you like to see it doing? And he said, well, I'd like National Opens, like the Australian Open, to, to regain their relevance. Um, that was fan- That was such a, a shot in the arm for us. Now, if, if, um, if he says something along those lines, he's playing for tradition, um, then there's a good chance he still has a voice, even though he's not on the committee, that there could be some money coming our way or a PGA Tour event being staged in Australia or just some connection with the DP World Tour and the, and the, uh, and the PGA Tour that we, mm. we could get that tournament back. You know, it, it, it's always relied, the Australian Open's always relied on, and the Australian PGA relied on uh, appearance money, Madam. We all know that. And, and if we didn't have a Rory McIlroy or Jordan Spieth, then we had to rely on our Australians, and not and and in the time of the year it was being played, and the PJ Tour, the way they designed their scheduling, we weren't getting all our good Australian players back this year. Wow, this is the strongest field we've had in a long time, and we don't need Jordan Spieth or Rory McIlroy to make this tournament relevant. This Australian PJ has got and the Open, brilliant fields, and when you look mm. at you know the the, the the Australian players and where the, and how they're playing, Cam Smith, Scott Leishman. Cam Davis, Minwoo Lee, that's all we need, Lucas Herbert. Then you throw in Adrian Moronk and Rob McIntyre, um, Neiman and, and Pereira. It, it's a fantastic field. Yes, I, yes, and we're still only playing for, uh, you know, it's far be it for me to say only two million. Good God, I'd love to play in something like that when I was <laughs> that age. Um, not that I probably would have missed the cut anyway, but it would, it would have been more exciting missing the cut. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, you just... You, <laughs> It just yeah, it's very relevant. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a golden year for for the two big tournaments this year compared to what they've been like over the last three or four or five years. Yeah, good to hear the word relevant too. There, I, I think that's a key word there. You know, you, you wonder where the relevance had gone over recent years, and it was it was a bit of a you know a bit of an aside now, but now it's front and center for a whole stack of reasons. I pointed out to my listeners this morning, mm. Larry. Um, the situation and, and the goalposts are shifting in world golf. We know that. We don't know where they're going to land. But we should remember here too that the PGA Tour decided to start moving these goalposts around. They were the ones that triggered all this through Jay Monaghan to try and get back into bed with the public investment fund. And I've gone through all of the details. But at the end of the day, when you look at a player situation like Mark Leishman, for instance, it's interesting. And it takes us back to that major... Um, scenario, the, the the four majors and how on earth the live golfers who aren't getting any world rankings points and won't be getting any because they've failed in their application again this year, how they get them back into the scenario of playing in the four majors. And for somebody like Leash, who knew what he was getting into when he went to live, 
made his bed and slept in it. Mm-hmm. But now those goalposts are shifting. Could they look at an order of merit? It's very. There's a lot of complexity around trying to sort a live golf tour, for instance, into into rankings points. Do they have to look at something mm-hmm. here, or is it just something that that comes out in the wash once they decide who they're all getting into bed with? If it remains the same, and we're still up in the air with that, what's 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 happening? And I hate to use that term going forwards. It's a political cliche, but going forward, moving forward, I'll put moving instead of going. Um, we still haven't worked out, we still haven't been told what the future is in terms of is there going to be some kind of bridge between the, the PGA Tour and Live Golf? And if so, can players jump either either side? We don't know that yet. Um, and, and, but and, and until then, we really can't get a full, clear view on what's, what's coming with world rankings with Live Golf. If it remains the way it does, Live Golf will have to change their format. And, and they were... I think there was some encouragement by Peter Dawson, the chairman of that that uh, committee, the World Rankings Committee, um, that he was he he saw the flaw in the in the in the overall system where the likes of Brooks Koepka and, and Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson may not be eligible to play majors once their exemptions are finished. Um, so he and, and he addressed it and said, look, if you can just do this and that, we can you know and, and reapply. Maybe there's a chance we can. We can change things, and it was it was more along the lines of not so much the format, but the getting into live, how yes. the, the pathway to live golf, Matt. Um, and, and it's pretty it's pretty weird. You know, I was I was talking to Jed Morgan a couple of days ago on their podcast about his what he has to go through to get back on that tour. Um, and when you look at that, and you see a guy like Martin Kamer who who didn't run inside the top forty or forty five, even I think for most of the year, keep his card because He's, he's a contract player. He was signed up for an amount of years. So that's the flaw in it. And, and I think that was that was isolated by golf, the golf, world golf rankings people. And it's very, it's a very complex committee, even looking within that. But um, I, I, you know, I still think there's a there, there is a there is a way they can live golf if they stay where they are. Can change their format. They might have to get more players in the field. They've looked at that, the team thing. You know, it, it hasn't really worked. I don't think. I mean, it, it, within the Within the uh, actual tournament, that tournament I went to in Adelaide, there was a strong team um, unity between the players. But the, as far as the public's concerned, I'm not sure we're grasping it. And, and to watch it on TV, I'm not sure we're getting it either. So if they if they kind of melt that away a little or soften that, that's another way of, of getting world ranking points or reapplying. And if they consider all the things they were told by Dawson and change those things, they can get the world ranking points. I don't think it's a shut, shut shop just yet. Yeah, okay. Well, it's all there on the official World Golf Rankings page. I mean, it's it's actually quite fascinating to read through. It gives you an ice cream headache, but it's quite fascinating when you want to get into the (laughs) nitty-gritty of it. it Just a real quick one, mate, the the party hole. So it's going to be a big focus. Party holes are party holes these days. Has a party hole got a place at a PGA Championship, in your opinion? You cool with it? Oh, look, yeah, yeah. If if it's regulated, if it's looked after. You know, I think... um, we, we took a, a bit of a step back with that ridiculous party hole they have over in, um, in Phoenix where they threw bottles all over that green. And, and, um, and I think Patrick Candelay missed a putt because he got an edge of one of the, where the bottles had landed, a little pitch mark that a bottle had landed and, and cost him like the tournament nearly. And uh, what, what happened in the live tournament in Adelaide, that, you know, that's not a good look for me. So if we, as long as we retain 
some kind of etiquette and and, um, and and understanding the players are still playing for a lot of money. And some of the younger guys, you know, it's such an important event for some of the younger guys trying to get their name up and, and lights, you know, against all these great players. And if something happened that, that you know interrupted them, it would be a shame. So if if long as there's lots of security and you know, and it's all agreed upon that you know these guys are are the feature. We're not. We're just there having a great time and a beer for nothing from the a company. Um, then so be it. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I I didn't see that last year. I saw it was was quite well done last year. And I think if they keep doing that, then then it's all systems go. Yep, hundred percent. Good to chat, mate. Uh, enjoy the summer of golf ahead. Hopefully, we can speak more before the end of the year. Otherwise, we'll definitely speak uh, early next year. So, thanks for your time this morning, Larry. Good on you, Maddie. Thanks, mate.